Hello, and welcome to Unknowable, the podcast where we talk about all things mysterious, unusual, or unknowable. I'm Justine. And I'm Gray. Some weeks we break down one larger mystery between the two of us. Other weeks we pick two smaller mysteries on a theme and teach each other about them based on our own independent research. If you want to support the show, find us at Unknowable Podcast on Instagram. Um, go to our Patreon and become a patron and find us on Apple Music and subscribe, rate, and review. Heck yeah. All right. So this week. We've got a, we've got a twofer. Twofer. And we're back to cryptids. Cryptids. Good old fashioned cryptids. Yep. A couple, couple of weird ones. Yeah. Actually. Maybe lesser known ones. Lesser known. I would think. More niche. Yeah. A little bit more niche. Yours is a little bit more, uh, probably more of my favorite really. Really? Than mine. But I like mine too. I have no idea what yours is about. That's awesome. So I'm, I have the Fresno Night Walkers. Yes. And you have... I have the Beast of Bray Road. Right. Yeah. I had known about the Fresno Nightwalkers before I researched them, but I know literally nothing about the Beast of Bray Road. I know very little about the Fresno Nightwalkers. Yeah. I know. I've seen, like, a couple videos. Right. And didn't really do any reading about them, because I just, I watched the video and I was like, that's, like, too weird. I need to process this for a while. <laughs> yeah. And then never got back to it. Right. But the Beast of Bray Road, I had heard about because there's a production company called Small Town Monsters who did a documentary about the Beast of Bray Road. Okay. I think the documentary is called The Bray Road Beast. Ah. So, um, but yeah, it was fairly recent and kind of when I was in the midst of like a huge horror movie and documentary spurt, um, I watched that and it was actually pretty cool. And then I read a little bit more about it and now here I am. Interesting. Here I am today. Here I am. <laughs> you made it. I made it. Now I'm talking about it on a podcast. This is the pin. This is the pinnacle. Yeah. The peak. This is it. So tell me about these fucking weird things. Okay. So the Fresno Nightwalkers. You'll see them referenced sometimes as the Fresno Nightcrawlers, mm. which is how I knew them. That's how I knew but them. But when you when you really think about it, when you watch the video, they are definitely not crawling. No, they're not they crawling are at all. Very very noticeably walking yeah in a very unnatural and strange gait in a very disturbing way yes but also kind of cute kind of cute yeah they're but... like weirdly like they don't they creep me out just because of like what i'm watching but yeah. like i don't get a dark vibe from them no it's almost like a lackadaisical just kind of like do 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 yeah just walking down the street they're not doing anything bad no and i've heard references to them being benevolent spirits depending on which mythology you think that they belong to. Hmm. They're benevolent. They're here to help and guide humanity. And See, so many cryptids are misunderstood. Just misunderstood. Just yeah. like Mothman. Exactly. Like, just like Mothman, where people think that he's, like, dangerous and scary, but really he's just trying to warn us. Like, dude, this bridge is going to collapse, and everybody's like, ah! Yeah, fucking Mothman! He's like, he, you're, like, like, speeding away at 60 miles an hour in your truck, and he's flying after you. Like, no, wait, let me tell yeah. you something! I don't have a way to communicate. I'm trying to talk, like, through our brains right now. And they're like, what the fuck? You're in my head! <laughs> And then the bridge collapses, mm-hmm. and there's and presence like, in the water. I fucking told you. Yeah, I fucking told you. <laughs> Tried to tell you guys. Don't think there were actually presence in the water. I just referenced that stupid movie as if it was oh, fact. Yeah. I shouldn't have done that. Well, now Damn you're it. just perpetuating fake news. <laughs> Shit. Anyways. So. All right, Fresno Nightwalker. So. Yes. They, these are, it's a series, um, two to three videos that you can find online mm-hmm. of footage of the Fresno Nightwalkers. Um, the original and... Arguably more famous video is a, like, someone had set up a security camera outside of their house. They're in Fresno, California, obviously. Obviously. Fresno Nightwalkers. Um, and so the shot is just a static shot, kind of, like, up on someone's, like, almost, like, shooting, like, from the roof down, pointed at 
their front yard and like a, a, a suburban road. Hmm. And it's nighttime. It's kind of grainy, but pretty decent video quality. And the video is strange because it is someone shooting with a handheld camera videotaping a computer or a TV screen. Oh, weird. So there's that kind of like disconnect of like it's not quite like well captured. Yeah, um, of course. Which may point to it being a hoax, but we'll get there eventually. Yeah. But um, so the static shot and then you see these creatures walking from like the left of the screen over to the right. They're tall, thin, white entities. <laughs> it's like creatures doesn't even, having seen the video, like does not no. capture it really. It's really hard to describe. Like yeah. they look, I, in my notes, I just drew a <laughs> pair of pants. Yeah. Because that's almost like the shape of them. Like they're, it's like two really long stilt like legs that connect up at the top, almost like the letter A without a crossbar. Mm. And they walk like, like the hinge of where they're walking is just like the top part of it. Ugh. So it would almost be like there's like a head or a nub at the very top and then just two legs, no arms. They're like really like thin, like the legs kind of swing out a little bit as they walk, but like yep. they're really like a thin profile. Ugh. Um, Weird. And it almost looks like they're wearing like parachute pants or something like it's kind of like these like, <laughs> like poofy, flowy pants flowy pants yeah it's the weird it's super they're just weird feeling thing. themselves right. like that video i saw really looked like it was like somebody put on a good pair of pants and they're, they're like just, strutting like, yeah <laughs> it's weird they're really excited <laughs> like dude come out during the day so people can see your style yeah you look fabulous you look fabulous <laughs> why are you out at night in a field somewhere right like just somebody's like front yard just strutting yeah. down the... so it's like two of them and they're about four feet tall Hmm. meter and a half tall if you're in a okay. different country um <clears throat> and they're just they just kind of walk in this weird this weird way and they're they just like kind of walk from like the left of the screen to the right of the screen like there's not much else going on in the video yeah um and what's really like what's really remarkable about the video is just that like it doesn't look like cgi yeah if it was any kind of like faked video or hoax it's done really well because the way that like there's like a, a single source light from the house that's hitting it. And so there's a really long shadow mm. being cast by everything. And the shadows from the Nightwalkers look super realistic. So if this was a hoax, then they went through a lot of effort to actually have like practical effects. Like not like just like edit some shitty stuff into some video. Like they actually yeah. had to like physically have something walking like that in the shot. Like it's just... Ugh. I don't know, or it's or it's a real thing, or it's a real thing, which is like even freakier. That's like, what the fuck is what going I choose on? to believe. Right. <laughs> so that's the original video. Um, supposedly that guy was filming because he was trying to find evidence of uh, neighborhood dogs running through his yard. Oh, interesting. So that's the reason he set up the camera. Yep. Um, that was the original video in Fresno. They've also been sighted in Yosemite National Park. Um, they had set up security cameras outside to try to find evidence of vandals. So this video is shot, it's kind of like up in a tree facing down, at a downward angle at like a, a dirt road kind of. Mm. Um, so all you see is just trees in the background, dirt road, and then a little bit of trees in the foreground. And again, two night walkers, same exact like kind of shaped being. Where yeah. It's like the A shape without a crossbar and long stilt legs poofy parachute pants awesome walk is strutting down just strutting down the street but the interesting part about the yosemite video is that there's one big one and one smaller one like significantly smaller whoa so the bigger one's like almost like 
four feet-ish tall, and the smaller one would probably be like one or two feet tall. Interesting. So it's almost like a mom and a baby Aww. in a weird way. So cute. Which is like super strange. Baby Nightwalker. Um, and again, nothing else really happened in the video. It's just them walking. Yeah. Um, you know, Yosemite National Park is relatively close to Fresno. It's in like a similar geographic area. Mm. Different states, but like the same like chunk of the middle of the West Coast. Yeah. Um, so it would be conceivable that if these things were, you know, out there doing their thing, that they're in a relatively close geographic zone. Yeah. Um, so those are sort of like the two main videos. Another encounter with a creature that has now been attributed to what could possibly be the Nightwalkers was an incident that happened in the, it's called the, the Carmel Area Creature. Interesting. On Carmel Road, somewhere in Ohio, rural Ohio. Hmm. Um, this 60-year-old ex-Marine was driving on a road. Um, it was December 12th, 2014. Okay. Wow. These, these videos that I was describing were anywhere between, I saw that one of, like, the original video was from the 1990s, but that doesn't, that doesn't hmm. jive with me. Right. The, I saw 2007, though. Yeah. And I think 2007 is the correct one. Okay. So if the, if the original video was 2007, this Carmel area creature was sighted in 2014. So, I mean, like, seven years apart, but relatively the same. Yeah. What is time, anyways? What What is time <laughs> to a Nightwalker? So, he was driving on a road, this ex-Marine, 60 years old, and he saw a seven-foot-tall, slender gray creature that he described as an alien run across the road. And the way that he described it was that it was, like, it had two really long legs and a really small torso. Interesting. And it ran really fast across the road. Hmm. So if you, the, the thing about the, the Nightwalker videos is that they're very slow and methodically moving. Yeah. And it's conceivable that, that they could move faster, but maybe they just didn't feel the need to. Right. Because they were just chilling at night by themselves. Right. They're just strutting down the street. <laughs> I'm making my way downtown. There wasn't a, <laughs> a dude watching them and they were like, oh shit. Right. So, shy. yeah. And like, so he didn't, you know, it's sort of like people have backwards said like, oh, maybe it was one of the Fresno Nightwalkers because of that description. Yeah. Um, so those are like sort of like the main sightings it's, it's not, it's not a, a huge amount of sightings and there's not mm. a lot of information about each sighting. Right. Um, so that's why it's kind of a more, more of like a niche cryptid. Um, but it was big enough that the TV show Factor Faked did a whole feature on the Fresno Nightwalkers. Um, the whole premise of that show Factor Faked is that they take a, an internet video and try to like debunk it. Oh yeah. Um, usually cryptids or like alien videos or whatever so they were trying to debunk the fresno nightwalker case they went to this dude's house and in his front the same front yard you can tell like if you line up the videos it's the exact same front yard whoa cool um and so they they had three methods that they were trying to do to try to like recreate this video to see if you could fake it yeah so one was they had a, a little kid about four feet tall dressed up in just like a white bodysuit and he walked in the exact same path that the Nightwalkers walk in the video and tried to imitate the, like, swinging, like, strut that the Nightwalkers <laughs> do. They're a little, like, hips swinging, yeah, if hip. you can call that hips. Almost like, um, like, in, in Old West, like, how they, like, kind of walk, yeah. they're, like, swinging their legs out, you know what I mean? Like, yep. It's, that's kind of really exaggerated. Of. Yeah. Weird. So the little kid tried it, and you could tell it's just not, that's not what's going on. Like, it's not, just, like, 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 the way you can see where the legs pivot mm. at the top of the body. And it's almost like there's like webbing or something connecting like the knees of the Nightwalkers up mm. to like the head. Weird. But you can tell that the pivot point is 
at like the very top of this creature. Yeah. So like even a human trying to imitate that, it, you can tell where the legs bend and where like the pivot point is, is like halfway up a human, like at the yep. hips. It just doesn't, it's not the right. It, it wasn't just a person. I can't remember in the video, can, does it look like they have like knees or any other type of joint? Like it goes from that top section or whatever. And then like the legs, does it look like there's like a bend? I don't think. Or like, is I it don't, just straight? I can't remember. I, 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 in my, like, as I'm remembering it right now, I don't think there's any kind of bend or if there is a bend, it's very mm. slight yeah. because they're more just like kind of swinging. Right. Like they could just kind of like pivot on one foot and then swing their other foot around, pivot on one foot, swing the other foot. Weird. So it's like a really unnatural way to walk, like almost if you had two like, two leg braces on or something. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, so it was definitely not just a little kid dressed up in a in a in a white suit. Yeah. Then they tried to have a puppet on a string, like a hmm. uh, like a like a clothesline kind of, and then have a puppet that had these two like long stilt legs, and they had it basically just swing across, and that clearly wasn't it either because it didn't get any of the motion. Yeah. It like. It, it it didn't walk. It just glided. People yeah. have described the Nightwalkers as gliding, but that's less of like a like gliding on a string and more of just like a fluid motion. You mm. know what I mean? Um, yeah, so they're very graceful. They are graceful. And that's yeah. like what's interesting about them is that the movement isn't like anything I've ever seen before, but it also looks very naturalistic. Like it doesn't look like bad CGI or something right. or like some weird like, I don't know. And then, so they, they did the puppet on a string, but then the most promising one that I saw in there was that they had another puppet, mm. but instead of it being on a string, they had a dude walking next to it, doing the legs, yep. and then they edited him out, like oh. CGI, which like made sense. Um, but when they were doing it, like it was super clunky. Like You mm. could tell, like even when they edited him out, it just didn't have the same grace or fluidity or like look like it was walking of its own volition like you could tell that there was somebody just like moving him yeah like it, it wasn't it was too jerky it wasn't it wasn't right so the factor faked ended up concluding that it was inconclusive oh so they couldn't couldn't using, say fact right they couldn't say fact because you never know you never know but they also couldn't find a way that it was faked that's kind of awesome so that was that gave me some cre- i was like okay so i gotta check out that show yeah I know, it's, I've heard of it. I think I've seen it like an episode or two, but I haven't really watched it. You should look up the Fresno Nightcrawler one specifically. Night yeah. Walker, excuse me. Yes. They're definitely not crawling. They're definitely not crawling. It is weird. That is the name that I knew. And then, yeah, thinking about it, it's like immediately like, oh yeah, that makes no sense. I think it's because in Native American lore, there's a creature called a Nightcrawler. Okay. And so people have kind of backwards said like, oh, it must be a Nightcrawler. But that's kind of been largely debunked because like when you, when they, like if you read the descriptions of Nightcrawlers, it it doesn't have anything to do with long legged things that have like things. a pivot point in the head. I don't, right. I don't know. Yeah. Just it's bizarre to describe. It's definitely not a thing. Um, but the weird sort of like bit of culture that I saw that references something that looks just like one of the Nightwalkers was these particular wood carvings I showed you before we were recording. Mm-hmm. Um, it's essentially like if you had a head and then you had these two long spindly legs that come down. So it's almost like a wishbone shape. Yep. But it's carved out of like fallen tree limbs. Cool. So it's looks exactly like the shape of a nightcrawler. Two long, thin, stilt-like legs and then like a head at the top. And it's carved um, almost like a totem pole would be carved, like in the same style mm. the head is. Um, and supposedly it's based on some kind of Native American myth or some type of Native American ritual or like Native Americans make these um weird sculpture things and mm-hmm. so there's like these photos online of 
what looks exactly like a stylized representation of what a Nightwalker looks like. Awesome. One head with like two long spindly legs. Interesting. So. Everything comes back to Native American lore. It really does. Especially like, because, I mean, it makes sense to me. Like they've, you know, they've been living on this land for, you know, thousands and thousands of years. Yeah. And have been observing it and living sort of like one with nature. Whereas like white people have come along and we just try to like bend nature to our will. Yep. And so I feel like we miss out on a lot of observation of nature because we're destroying it and we're trying to like scare it all away. Yeah. And murder it all. Yep. So the Native Americans <laughs> were much. just trying to like, just, you know, you just do your thing. You just mind your business. Nature yeah. minds its business and everybody's happy. Well, they were like much more respectful of that stuff too. I think a lot yeah. of, it seems like a lot of them had some level of belief in that kind of stuff. And at the very oh, yeah. least, like some level of like respect and right reverence and maybe fear over some of those things and i think so many people nowadays like as much as it's becoming more common to believe in this kind of thing it's still a very fringe thing oh yeah to and people i mean for the most part again like if you talk about it there's people who are interested but they might not believe it but there's going to be a lot of people who are like you're crazy yeah for thinking that but i think a lot of people then it was just known in their world that there were these creatures or these spirits or whatever that existed. Things that you can't understand. Yeah. May not be supernatural, but it's something that's out there. Yeah. And that's kind of where I come down with the Fresno Nightwalkers. Like, I don't necessarily believe 100% that it's some weird unknown cryptid or some alien or something, mm. but there people are seeing something. Like, there's something going on there. And if there's, like, myths and mythology that go along with something that sounds like that, then yeah. there's something going on. In the Fresno, Yosemite area. That's been there for a long time. A long fucking time. That's cool. It's freaky. I love those things. I know. They're so cute. I know. Like, there's actually, like, a bunch of, like, 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 swag that goes along with them now. Like, people make, like, these, like, plushy little, like, stuffed ones. I saw this, this, like, I think it was, like, like, a drawing or, like, a sketch of the Fresno Nightwalkers, but it had these, like, really, like stylized legs and like high heels so it's oh all God. this like it's, it's all strutting yes. like yeah like there's like a whole culture behind them now. it's like going down the red carpet right it's on the runway they know it's like they know a, how good they look a fierce walk yeah it's amazing wow. so I, to, in conclusion i don't even know what i would call them like, right i don't know would it be like aliens or cryptids or an unknown yeah. species or something similar to bigfoot right maybe like an interdimensional species yeah that was that that would I think make the most sense to me because it's a biology and a like a form of physics that just doesn't make sense in our dimension, right. our like experience of reality. It's pretty much our summary of everything. That it's interdimensional. Interdimensional makes a lot of sense. It sums up so many things. It really does. It just yeah, it just makes sense. So that would be my vote. Is that it? It sort of came through in like a, a tear between our our dimension and the next dimension. Yeah. Which we're we're gonna we're gonna get into the whole interdimensional portal shit. We're gonna get into yeah. that eventually. We're really we're ramping this up. Oh, the, yeah. the Skinwalker Ranch episodes are gonna be everything. The Skinwalker Ranch suite of episodes. Yes. It's probably gonna be like two or three. Yeah, there's gonna be yeah, at least two, most likely three. Yeah. And these are gonna be coming up soonish. In a few weeks. Yeah. It's gonna be intense. Yeah. Yeah. I really it got all, it. It all comes back to Skinwalker Ranch. It really does. Actually, yeah, and that that touches on it and my thing I think touches on it even more, just in the sense that there's like a few weird circumstances surrounding this beast that are not just the beast itself. Interesting. Yeah. It's kind of got a little, not a little bit of everything, but it's got a few different components. Interesting. Yeah. All right. All so right. So that's, that, that's all I've got for Fresno Nightwalkers. So that's, 
interesting that there's as little info as I thought there would be. Right, because it, it there's not a lot. There's like a lot of videos talking about the videos, and mm. there's a lot of like like that fact or faked thing. But in reality, there's not a lot of like critical discourse about what it could be, right, or what it is, or why it is, or anything. Which makes it so, even more interesting. Right, it is unknowable. Unknowable. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. All right. Beast of Bray Road. Beast of Bray Road. Okay. So this is a creature that has been spotted in this town of Elkhorn, Wisconsin. Okay. Which is about 45 miles southwest of Milwaukee. Okay. If, you know, you need some kind of landmark, which I did, because I'm like, okay. I have no idea what that means. Um, very, like, rural, small town. Okay. Um, so this specific creature has been mostly, like, that was kind of where it originated, but it's also been spotted, like, in Illinois. There's been similar sightings of similar creatures, like, even in, like, Quebec, um, oh, interesting. Yeah, in Illinois, in other parts of Wisconsin. So, but like most of these sightings are kind of centered around this town of Elkhorn. And there's also um, a nearby town of, where is it? Can't remember the name. I'll find it at some point. But anyways, like kind of this small cluster of these towns. Yeah. But a lot of them center, the reason it's called the Beast of Bray Road is a lot of the sightings have been spotted around, on or around Bray Road in Elkhorn. Interesting. Um. So yeah. Eyewitness accounts, the most of them took place between like 1989 and 1991 or 92, but there's potentially sightings as early as, like documented sightings as early as 1936. And then there's also um, potentially eyewitness accounts dating back to like the formation of the state in the mid 1800s, where some of the first settlers described these canine creatures who would attack and then vanish without a trace. Weird. so to kind of give you an idea of what this creature is, yeah, it is basically a bear-like creature. It's been described a few different ways, but they're all pretty similar. Right. Um, as a bear-like creature, as a hairy biped that kind of resembles Bigfoot, okay. um, or mostly people kind of describe it as like a werewolf of some kind. Um, okay, I can see how the those three things kind of like... The Venn diagram where they all come together. Yeah, right. Like depending on where you saw it and what time of day you saw it, like could kind of look like any of them. So it's so it's definitely bipedal though. It has been spotted both on four legs and on two, but like a lot of people have seen it, like they saw it initially on four legs and then they saw it stand up onto two legs. Ooh, fuck that. Yeah, which is creepy. Um, so yeah, a lot of people say that it can walk on its hind legs. Um, people have said it's anywhere from two to four feet tall on all fours to like seven feet tall standing. So mm. it's big creature. Jesus. Um, usually people say that the fur is like a brownish gray color re- resembling a dog or a bear. Um, some people even described the the grayish aspect of its fur as like silverfish like, like almost like it's got a gleam to it. Hmm. Um, most of the sightings occur between like 10.30 p.m. and 5 a.m. but there have been sightings at twilight, at dawn, or even in the daytime. Um, and the sightings peak in Wisconsin between August and October when, quote, high cornfields facilitate covert movement. That's a <laughs> yeah. wild phrase. Also terrible. Yeah. Um, there's been more sightings near cemeteries, old sacred burial and effigy mound sites, churches, and military areas hmm. of all the sightings that exist. Which is interesting. And this is not a creature that has ever, like, straight up attacked or injured anybody. Um, it has, like, come after people's cars, supposedly, but it hasn't, nobody's actually been hurt by this creature. Usually they're just freaked the hell out. Yeah. Um, oftentimes, there, some people have said that it seems like it's almost stalking them. Like, there was a story of these two kids sitting, like, on a front porch, you know, with kind of, like, cornfields nearby. Right. 
and they saw it kind of creeping through the brush. Uh. And they were like, what? And they said that it looked like what an animal would do, like kind of way down, like belly close to the ground, like slowly coming towards them like it was stalking them. Right. Um, so there have been some things like that where it's like, could this have ended badly? Or right. was it just trying to intimidate them to go inside? Huh. We don't really know. Interesting. Yeah, so um, there was like a rash of sightings in the late 1980s and the early 1990s, which prompted this local newspaper, the Walworth County Week, assigned this reporter, Linda, Linda Godfrey, to cover the story. So she had a breaking story, um, like December 29th, 1991, where she also had like a sketch that she made of this werewolf that she had made up based on some people who had talked to her so far. Right. And it was kind of that article that inspired a bunch of other people to come forward and say that they had seen that same creature. Um, typical instance of people seeing it, not wanting to say anything, and then once it came out, they were like, yeah, oh, yeah. that's what I saw. Um, just like you hear with any, like, same with Mothman, same with most right. cryptids, where, like, people will see things, and then because I think this animal could potentially be, you know, people could write it off as, like, coyote or a dog or a bear. Right. They... I'm sure just thought to themselves, like, no, that couldn't have been what I thought that was. Right. But then once the things came, like, the stories came out, they're like, oh. Oh, shit, I did see that. Yeah, I did see that thing. Um, so Linda Godfrey was initially very skeptical, but once she started talking to witnesses, she became convinced that this creature existed. Um, she still, to this day, has not seen it herself. But I don't know, and I didn't look into it, but she, at this point, has written many books based on various creatures across the United States. Um Several of which centering on, like, sort of what she calls, like, man-wolf type of creatures like this. Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, I did. I should have looked to see if, like, this was the start of her interest in this particular topic, which I imagine it seems like it could have been. Right. Um, but it's kind of cool. If you go to her website, she actually has, um, like, her email on there. She encourages people to email her with sightings of this creature or other creatures with, like, as much detail as they can about time of day, like, terrain, weather whether it was on two legs or four legs. So she's kind of compiling all of these eyewitness Science. accounts, hmm. which is cool. So she had a whole series of articles on this creature in that local paper, and then later that became her book titled The Beast of Bray Road, Tailing Wisconsin's Werewolf. Oh, wow. So yeah, there's a whole book. Um, she's the person who first coined that name because, again, it was seen on Bray Road. Um, so these large media outlets picked up the story, and... Again, as usual, witnesses be kind of became the target of, like, criticism and jokes and yep. whatever. Um, werewolf signs were planted in front yards. There were werewolf parties, which sounds awesome. Classic. Monster t-shirts were sold. And then, of course, tourists came along and cruised along Bray Road. Mm -hmm. um, which, by the way, she mentions on her website that, because there's, she has some frequently asked questions and people are like, oh, where can I go to look for the beast? Um, and she said, like, all of Bray Road, because it's all just farms. So it's okay. all private property. Right. You can drive on the road, of course, but you can't go into any of those fields to look because it's all right. private. You have to actually talk to people and get permission. Or there's like some nearby um, like woods or something that are public that you can go in that is close enough to the area that potentially. Interesting. Yeah. But it was kind of cool because people were like, where can I go to look? And she was like, you kind of can't. <laughs> you can't just, I mean, you can drive along the road if you want to, but huh. um, so don't do that. But, but yeah, so. This was kind of a thing, and then as, like, all the excitement over it died down, like, the community was kind of losing its patience because, like, they were actually really scared of whatever this was. This right. was not yeah. a joke to them. They were no. like, what the fuck is That'd this? That would be fucking terrifying. Yeah, terrifying. Um, so the summer before that first sighting, there were about a dozen animals dumped in a ditch along this nearby Willow Road. 
Um, John Fredrickson was the humane officer. Oh, Delavan is the nearby town that I think was like right by uh, Elkhorn. Okay. He stated that he believed several of the animals had been used in cult rituals. Um, some of the animals had ropes tied around their back legs and their throats were slit. Some were decapitated and others were dismembered in various ways. Oh. So these were not animals that had like been hit by cars or something and somebody ditched them. Right. Um, the most recently killed animal was a dog that had its chest cavity split open and its heart removed. Oh. So like, yeah, this was not Poor dog. accidental. Oh, yeah. Jesus. I know. Um, several match the descriptions of recently missing pets. Um, and the mutilated carcasses were like almost immediately covered up. Like one of the, um, the police chief or one of the officers like in charge of the investigation was like, no, that wasn't cult stuff. And like the humane officer was like, what? Like, how are you? What? How? Right. But the police decided to just like literally bulldozed the site and that was it. Wow. Um, but that kind of helped to like further along some of the rumors going around about what the hell was going on. Um. That's fucking wild. <laughs> yeah. There were also rumors of humane officer imposters who pursued stray dogs, and some not stray dogs. Um, one story involved an unidentified man in a black uniform driving a large black car. Sounds a little familiar. Man in black. Man in black, who attempted to intimidate a child who was home alone into giving up his black lab. Fuck you. What if you try hell? to steal my dog to like, <laughs> yeah. cut its chest out, I will yeah. murder you. I will murder you. Um, <laughs> very quick rant. Yes. We just watched, Nate had me watch John Wick the other day. Have you oh, seen that movie? I haven't seen it, but I know of the... Oh, my God. He just, like, murders a bunch of people because they killed his dog. They killed his dog. Yeah. It's a little deeper than that because it was, like, his wife was killed. His wife died. She had the dog sent to him, like, post-death. Yeah. She must have arranged it because she was sick, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so she arranged it. And so this dog comes and it's, like, she wants him to have hope or whatever. Yeah. Adorable fucking puppy. Yeah, yeah. And it seems like he only had the dog for, like, a couple weeks. And these fucking dudes just literally wanted to steal his car. And they asked him to buy it at a gas station, and he was like, no, it's not for sale. They, like, tracked him to his house and came in and, like, beat the shit out of him to get the car keys and then killed the dog, like, on the way out. Oh my God. And it's, like, this terrible scene where you, like, hear the dog yelp, Ugh. and you know that it's dead. Nope. And I'm just sobbing, and Nate's, like, tearing up, even though he's already seen it. Mm -hmm. He's showing me this movie for this storyline because he's yeah. like, it's so awesome. And Keanu Reeves as John Wick, like easily kills like a hundred people in this movie. Like I'm not exaggerating. It's the way it should be. And again, it's a little deeper because this is like, this dog is a symbol of his hope after his wife dies. So it's right. not just the dog, but it's pretty much the dog. Right. He's like, you fucker. And eventually kills the dude who killed his dog. And like, it was awesome. But I was like, I've never related more. Most movies <laughs> exactly. with killing sprees, like, you know, it's something political or it's some kind of gang thing or, yeah. you know, you, you get it, but I'm like, I can't relate to that but like right. in that moment i'm like oh yeah oh yeah if somebody killed my dog like let's go i'm coming for you and i'm killing everybody along the <laughs> let's way get some guns so damn anyways um yeah and there were reports of like occult graffiti in an abandoned house the local cemetery like had some tombstones like with wax on them so like there was some potentially occult ritual yeah, yeah that sounds that sounds sketchy like so the combination of people trying to like imp impersonate humane officers and stealing dogs mm -hmm. that body dump of like tortured animals yeah the wax on the headstones and the like police cover-up yep. of the the dumping ground all of those speak to like classic like stephen king story of like a whole small town yeah. in in on some weird occult ritual exactly. and then you throw in the beast of bray road there and it's like oh coming they're shortly all, after they're all like maybe it's like that episode of the x-files with the golem from that like that like whole um subdivision oh yeah that's like that comes up out of like the ground and like yep. they use it to like enforce the uh 
the housing code or whatever. That was an awesome episode. <laughs> it's one of my favorite episodes. Not yes. so much for that part of the story, but for Mulder and Scully pretending to be the married couple. Yeah. Like Scully very reluctantly, like, ugh, yeah. to Mulder's little jokes. <laughs> exactly. And Mulder uh, splashing that orange juice on the mailbox. Uh, one of the greatest scenes Amazing. in cinema. It's just the way that he splashes it. It's not like, an, it's just, he just, ugh, I can't I wonder, I wonder if he was even scripted. I know, it probably wasn't. <laughs> He just did it, and then it's like, oh, classic. Perfect molding. Oh, my God. Anyways. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, it is weird that, like, again, it had potentially been spotted throughout history mm-hmm. of the state, and probably before. I mean, again, you figure before Wisconsin was made Wisconsin, it was part of the United States, mm-hmm. part of, you know, America. Native America. Yes. <laughs> so. It all comes back to Native Americans. Yeah, but it's weird that, like, you know, there were maybe sightings in the 30s and then not much mm-hmm. potentially happening. And then these weird occult rituals going yeah. down and then Trying he pops up again. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. So I said how he was described. He's terrifying. Um, and again, it's just like any of these cryptids or unknown creatures. Like, you don't really know. Is there just one? Is there several? Right. Nobody has seen more than one at a time. But there's no telling if there's multiples or if this is just one right. creature. Um, so yeah, there's been a bunch of witnesses. One described, like, seeing the creature. She was driving along either Bray Road or one of the roads right off of it. Right. And she said she kind of, like, was slowing down to get to an intersection, and she went to, like, change the radio on the car. And as she was looking down just for a second, it was almost like one of the tires lifted up, like, as if you hit something. Yeah. And so she stops and, you know, gets out to look around, and she sees this creature, like, coming at her. And was like, shit. And she got into the car and she said the creature like attempted to hop onto the back of the car, but it was like wet from the rain. And so it slid off. Um, And she like had claw marks on the trunk of her car. Jesus. Afterwards. So that was like one of the few sightings, I think, where it actually like came at somebody. Yeah, there was like a physical interaction. Yeah. Um, There was one in the fall of 1989. A woman, Lorianne Andreezy, was rounding a curve on Bray Road. Um, She said she thought she saw a person kneeling and hunched over on the side of the road. Just like creepy enough as even if that oh, was yeah. what it was, it's still creepy. Right. Like what, like, are, you what doing? are you doing, bro? And again, like if you look at pictures of this area, like it is just like farmland. You yeah. know, it's just flat like fields and cornfields and like so it's a rural area. Yeah. And then just just even imagine seeing that. Um. So she slows down. She said she estimates that she was only like six to eight feet away from this creature in her car. Um. She clearly saw a beast with grayish brown hair, fangs, and pointed ears with a, quote, long and snouty face, quote, like a wolf. Hmm. Um, the car's headlights, of course, were pointed ahead, but the creature's eyes glowed with a yellowish color. Interesting. She said similar to, like, when you shine a light on an animal and the eyes glow like that. Yeah, like I shine. Yeah. She could see how wide and powerful the creature's chest and build were, which is, like, a common thing. People always talk about, like, how muscular. Us <laughs> and <laughs> awesome fucking muscular cryptids. <laughs> really muscular cryptids. Yeah, it's super powerful chest. And she mentioned, like, the arms looked muscular like somebody who had, like, lifted weights for a while. <laughs> what the fuck? Which is creepy. Um, yeah, he was fucking ripped out of his mind, dude. Yeah, like, multiple people described this animal as looking like it had lifted weights. Which, I just don't want to think about that. Nope. Um, and added that the arms were strained, like, jointed like a man's would be. And he seemed to be holding food with his palms upward. Huh. Like, with human-like fingers that had claws at the end. Which is bizarre. That's and like a horrifying image. I know. I know. Like, just something about the hands up. Yeah. Ugh. Wow. And its back legs were completely behind it, like a person would be if they were kneeling. So not like an animal right. crouched, like, like on all fours, but, like, yeah. So it's, like, some weird, like, wolf-human hybrid thing. Yeah. Exactly. She said it appeared, quote, appeared to be so human-like that it was scary. 
and referred to it as a, quote, freak of nature. So, wow. again, she was very close to it. Yeah. And this was nighttime, but still, she got what seemed to be a good look and terrifying. Hmm. Um, so Linda Godfrey's article had details of both of those sightings, the the woman with the claw marks on the trunk and then this woman, mm-hmm. um, with pseudonyms for these two women, which is probably good. Yeah. As well as some brief information on other sightings, um, mentioning also that like some chickens had been stolen and there were families that lived near Bray Road that had experienced their own encounters. Yeah. Um, there was like a woman that stated that her daughter and her, her 11-year-old daughter had seen the creature in 89. They had been playing outside and thought they had spotted a large dog until it stood up. Oh. Awful. Wow. Awful. So, shit like that. Um, but my favorite story. So, I watched the documentary a while back. And I, like, this specific story stuck out in my mind so much that, like, I got on Amazon Prime today and I didn't watch the whole thing again, but I, like, I knew it was towards the end of the documentary, so I found it yeah. and watched it again so that I could write down the details of this because it, like, freaks me out. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this dude, Lee Hample, okay. this is in uh, 2007, okay. so decent time after this whole, like, spurt of, and again, there have been sightings since 91, but it just hasn't, it was, like, a big cluster of them and then kind of... yeah you know, more spaced out over the years. But interesting. 2007, he moves from Illinois to Elkhorn. Okay. He's a retired math and physics teacher. So one has to assume like an intelligent, reasonable man. Logical. Yeah. Smart man. He bought a 40 acre hay field right adjacent to Bray Road. So he's living there. He doesn't even know, like he's totally new to the area. He doesn't know what's going on. Right. A few years later, he hears from other farmers, like, he's getting some people together to, like, help him with this hay, these hay bales or whatever. And they're like, oh, have you seen the beast of Bray Road? And he's like, what? What? And they're like, me? yeah, dude, like, we, he lives, like, on your property. Like, he lives right around here. And he's like, what the fuck? Fucking great. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. And so, of course, like, he's skeptical, of course. Like, yeah. he's like, yeah, okay. Um, like, anything like this, like, thinking, like, sure, I'm sure there's something, but, like, it's not a werewolf. Right. Whatever. So... One of the people, like, a few of the farmers said that they had seen it or their wives had seen it. Um, and one of them mentioned spotting this creature eating a raccoon. So Lee Hample is like, okay. So a few days later, or like a few months later or something, he finds a dead raccoon on the side of the road. And so he takes it with him home and puts it, like, on the back of his property to see if he can, like, lure something in. Great. That's not what I would do. <laughs> not a good idea. Not what I would do. Which, you know, like, you figure this dude is, like, so logical. He's just like... Let's yeah. do an experiment. Let's just, yeah, let's just check this out. Classic, like, white dude. White dude in a horror movie. Just like, <laughs> yeah. let's go into the let's just haunted house. See what happens. So, yeah, he's testing this theory. He goes back a couple later, a couple days later. The raccoon had been cut open and the intestines were just sitting next to it. Like, somebody had just sliced it from the neck down its abdomen and then just scooped out the intestines and just set them there. So Why? he's like, all right. <laughs> okay. Cool. Um, a couple days later, he finds... So you figure, like, the size of a raccoon. Yeah. like. Decent sized, but like not huge. Yeah. So a couple days later, he finds a dead badger, like on the side of the road again. Um, so he does the same thing. He said this badger was probably like 20 or 25 pounds. So he's kind of like ramping up the size of the animals to see like, what is this animal that's coming and doing this? Right. Um, he left it like, he kind of dug like a little, like a shallow hole and left the badger in the hole. And he comes back a few days later and the badger had been moved maybe like 20 feet from where he left it. And there were no tracks. So he, like, knew this couldn't have been a bird right. moving this 25-pound badger. Right. But no tracks. So he's like, what the fuck? Huh. 
So he thinks somebody's pranking him. Right. He, like, thinks for sure this whole thing is just, like, some mess. He should have set up a wildlife camera. He, that's exactly what he does. Okay, good. That's the next part of the story. Okay. He sets up one of those trail cameras, yes. or several trail cameras. Um, and over the years, he documents the disappearance and dismemberment of dozens of animal corpses, like, over four years' time. Um, the camera also captured mysterious lights in the sky, objects in the sky, potential, like, UFO alien activity happening. Huh. Um, which is interesting. He said, and he like, he starts this whole photo journal. He's got like a whole notebook, which he like is flipping through in the documentary. It's awesome with like photos. And he's got, you know, details next to it, like dates and times and everything. And, like in the photo, just like those trail cameras, like has the date and the exact time on the bottom. Right. Um, yeah. He sees a set of red eyes in the field one night in one of the trail camera photos. Um, and so at some point he puts like a 60 pound roadkill deer out in this area. Right. And I think, I'm pretty sure he says that the deer, like, the carcass is there for, like, a year or two, like, decomposing and whatever. Right. Um, finally, he goes out to check, and the deer's gone. So he's like, yes. Like, so he goes to check the camera, thinking, like, I'm finally going to see, I mean, what the fuck could have taken a 60-pound deer? Right. But bear, whatever. Um, so he's checking the camera. In the first frame, you can see the deer. Like, you can clearly see the hooves. And then... Like, there's a bunch of frames after that where, like, this mist settles in around the deer. And then at the end, when the mist clears, the deer's gone. What What? the fuck? Like, gives me chills just saying it. That's fucking It's so freaky. Like, this whole documentary is great. And it it talks with Linda Godfrey. It talks with that humane officer. Like, several other people. Like, a few people who had sightings. Right. Um, And this comes, like, literally... When he's done talking, there's, like, maybe not even ten minutes left of this documentary. So it hits you, like, right at the end. You're just like, oh, this is all cool. Like, yeah, okay, people saw this cool thing. Right. But then he tells his story, and I'm like, how oh, was this not at the beginning? Right. That's fucking wild. Amazing. Um, so, yeah, he goes to look for tracks. He finds these five-toed, seven-pad tracks that he got, like, castings and photos of um, that look like large canine prints, but only the hindset of the canine legs. Oh, weird. It's creepy. Yeah. Um, and they follow it. It goes, like through his property, over a barbed wire fence, into the neighboring field, and then stops at, like, a nearby road, and they lose him. Hmm. But he's taken his castings to all these experts, and they've found no definitive answer. Like, some people think that it's some kind of coyote hybrid thing. Um, But, yeah, like, there's no definitive, like, oh, yeah, that's whatever. But, like, the creepiest part to me is... The mist. The mist. Like, what the fuck? Which, again, like you were saying, speaks to, like, it's not just a cryptid. Yeah. Like, there's something else going on there like it's not right. just like a regular old like even like a werewolf wouldn't like descend in a mist and exactly then, like what the fuck it's like so perfect because you don't see any creature at all and like the mist yeah is thick enough that you obviously can't see what's going on but like that can't be a coincidence no. that this mist like this fog just rolled in right as this creature came and took the deer especially again paired with this ca- like camera capturing object in the sky capturing mm-hmm. lights um so yeah, freaking weird. And so then, yeah, so this is this was later, but back when all that stuff was happening, like essentially everything just kind of petered out when a lot of the reports had kind of lessened. Um, this local reputable businessman told Linda Godfrey that he had seen two bright lights emitting sparks and moving erratically across the sky above Delavant, again, that nearby town. Mm-hmm. Um, later that spring, four or five horses were that were pastured near Elkhorn were found with their throats slashed. Um, and that humane officer, John Fredrickson, said that um, they were almost surgical-type wounds. And then it was like, after that, things kind of went quiet. Interesting. Up until this dude with this trail camera. camera. Um, so again, of course, like, all the skeptics, basically, like, their only 
theories are that it's some type of coyote, like a wild bear. dog, which makes yeah. no sense. Like, so many people have said seeing this creature, like, people have said that they saw it on all fours and then it, like, got up and ran away on two legs, like a sprinter, they described it as. Like, you That's know, when freaky. you're in a race and you're down on all fours and then you, like, launch up onto your back feet and run. Yeah. And people have described the speed of this thing. Like, there's no way it's a, a dog running on his no. hind legs. Like, I don't think so. Especially moving, like, a 60-pound deer. Yeah, exactly. Descending so, in a mist. Yeah. And, I, like, a coyote hybrid. Like, hmm. definitely not a bear. Describe Like, people who've seen it close up describing it looking like a dog. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. yeah. So that's the beast of Bray Road. Interesting. Okay, so here's my here's my theory. Yes. Okay? So this is going to connect to a few other, a few other cryptids. Of course. So... You've got this creature, which I'm going to describe as interdimensional. Yeah. Which is why they haven't found, like, where it lives or anything like that. Or, just, you know, kind of kind of comes in and out of our dimension. Yep. Um, you have those people who are impersonating um, humane officers who are wearing, like, black uniforms and stuff and black cars. Yep. Men, men in black. Men in black. Um, so imagine... So one of my theories of Mothman was that he was an interdimensional being that escaped his dimension and the men in black and like Indrid Cold were sort of like interdimensional men in black who it's their job to keep creatures in their home dimension. Yep. So what if it's something like that where this creature keeps slipping into our dimension and so these men in black are trying to retrieve it and bring it back to its home dimension but in order to do that they have to lure it (laughs) so they... And they know that it has this penchant for already dead animals. Like, it must be, like, a scavenger. Yeah. If it attacks, like, the dead raccoon, the already dead badger, and the already dead um, deer. Yeah. And so maybe they're, like, trying to catch all these animals because they just need, like, something, like, you know, like, fucking give me your dog, kid. Yeah. Because, like, I need to get this, like, weird interdimensional beast back into its dimension. Yeah. Um, and they, you know, they kept trying to bait it in certain spots and that's why there's that little dumping ground of those dead animals because mm-hmm. they were trying to bait it and they couldn't, or they like baited it and it came and like cut the stomach open and like pulled the entrails out and, um, they like couldn't get it or whatever. And they eventually caught it and brought it back to its dimension, but it keeps slipping out. Yeah. But they get better at catching it each time. Right. Kind of like Mothman. Mm-hmm. Where how there was like that one big flap, and then since then there's been like you know two or three smaller ones that last not nearly as long and aren't right. nearly as intense because they get better at catching it. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. my that's my theory. The beast makes sense. Around. Yeah, if like all the original settlers saw this creature like frequently, right. and then maybe there were like these sightings in the 30s, and then it popped back up in the late 80s into the 90s and 2000s or whatever. But yeah, it just keeps like slipping in but maybe it's only here for a few days or for a week or something, and then it's gone. Yeah. yeah. And that's why there's no, like, sightings in between. That's wild, man. Yeah. It's messed up. Interesting. Yeah. So that's, yeah, sort of the, the werewolf of Wisconsin. And it's I like that it's not just known as, like, the werewolf of Bray Road, or, like, that it's not, like, thought to be a werewolf, because that's a trope that could very easily kill its credibility right. as a real thing that people have seen. Yeah. It's just a beast. We don't know what the hell it is. Right. I mean, I can't imagine that, like, people, like, you know, rural town, like, I'm sure they're not super open-minded about that sort of thing. Exactly. So, like, if you just describe it as, like, oh, it's a werewolf, they would just immediately just, like, write it off, like, oh, like, that fucking movie. Yeah. Werewolves don't exist. Yeah. But calling it just, like, a beast, like, some unknown creature. Right. Because it doesn't sound like anything, like, you could almost describe it as, like, a bear, because bear... 
legs can walk on four legs or stand up on their hind legs. True. But they wouldn't sit in the way that a human would sit with, like, their legs behind them. They would kind of sit on, like, their haunches the way that, like, a dog does. Yeah. Same thing with a wolf or a coyote. Yeah. So that description of that that creature, like, crouched on the side of the road with its, like, palms up and its legs (sighs) behind it, like, that's not... Not a bear. Not a bear, not a dog. Not a dog, not, like, anything. There's nothing that really sits like humans do. I can't think of any animals that are jointed the way that our legs are. Right. Yeah. The whole, all the sightings are just so creepy. Unless it's some weird, like, human-wolf hybrid that was created in, like, some lab somewhere. Well, right. Like, there definitely several people described it as looking very human-like. Yeah. Like, that woman who saw it on the side of the road. Right. Said that it looked very much like a human, but With not. like, a snout and claws and... Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, it's got, yeah, these human-like hands. Which, again, like, you look at, like, dog paws or bear paws... Like, those don't really look like human hands. No, I would not describe a bear's hands as, like, human-like. No. So imagining, like, some hairy creature's hands that look like a man's hands, but with claws. That's not really matching up with any animal that I know of. No. So, yeah. Nor does it sound just like a regular Bigfoot sighting. No. Not at all. Like like, It sounds like it's its own distinct cryptid. Yeah. I know. Some people have, even people who are interested in, like, cryptozoology have kind of written it off as, like, another spurt of Bigfoot sightings, but, like, it's so obviously not No, it doesn't Bigfoot. share any characteristics with Bigfoot sightings. No. So, it's its <laughs> own weird, unique thing. And centered around Wisconsin, but potentially in other areas, which, again, leads me to think that either interdimensional or there's not just one. Right. Because there's no way this thing is being spotted in Wisconsin and Illinois and maybe, like, even up into Canada right. if there's just one of these things. It could have a pretty wide... It could. It could, like... Because I know that, like, some wolves have, like you know, huge That's true. swaths of land that they, like, kind of hunt around. I'd be curious to see, like, how many of those sightings, like, overlap. Right. Or if it's, like, seems like it's moving. Right, like you, you track know? it. You yeah. Know what I mean? Even, like, moving around, even if it went up and came back down or something. Hmm. I don't really know. But... Or it's interdimensional. Or it's interdimensional. And it can go wherever it wants. Interesting. Yeah. This was a good combination. Yeah. I think they're, very, they're, they're kindred spirits and that they're both, like, sort of, like, local local lesser known cryptids that yeah. are very unique not a huge amount of information but just enough to be interesting and creepy and that's what i liked about this is that when i was looking it up i was like oh yeah like there's a good amount of info to like do a good story but it's not so much that i feel like i'm because there's some topics where i feel like i'm leaving a ton of stuff out right just for the sake of like not spending five hours on it right because that could happen but this one i was like okay like i could have done more actual sightings but like i kind of picked my favorites yeah of the sightings because a lot of them were just you know i saw it in a field i saw it whatever and it's like yeah yeah cool but like seeing it crouch on the side of the road eating a raccoon was kind of yeah it's fucked up it's pretty fucked up so yeah i'm actually i'm excited because i posted a little hint on facebook and a friend of mine was like whoa like my brother-in-law lives in elkhorn and i was like dude Shit. ask him if he knows of any local legends Hit him up. ask him if he's seen it it's wild yeah just seems random. Like, it seems like such a small town yeah. in Wisconsin. Right. And somebody that I know, like, knows somebody there. I'm like, okay. Small world. Cool. Yeah. So, that was... I don't know which episode that was. Shit, was that episode 20? Uh, might have been 19. 19, 20. Not positive. I don't want to say it for sure. But either way. That was an episode. An episode. <laughs> We're going to be here next week with a topic that I can't think of off the top of my head. Same. Yeah, cool. But we're going to be here. We're going to be here. It's going to be great. Talking about something unknowable and strange. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. All right. So, hope you enjoyed this weird cryptid episode. Tune in next week. Yeah. To Unknowable. Unknowable. Love you.